Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Looking for a better solution to keep your firearms in high-performance condition? Visit RiptideArmory.com for the most advanced proprietary gun cleaning formula on the market. Right now, get up to $40 off any cleaning kit for a limited time on RiptideArmory.com and take advantage of this amazing deal today. Riptide's two-step cleaning kit offers state-of-the-art technology and guaranteed satisfaction. Riptide Armory is a veteran-founded business, and you can trust that all chemicals are American-made and quality-tested. Shop RiptideArmory.com. Jags Drive Time with Kai Stevens and John Osher. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Welcome to Jags Drive Time. I'm Kainani Stevens. We are in mini camp week. It's not mandatory here in Jacksonville, so the vets got out of things. Brian Sexton abandoned us. It's just John Osher and me here holding down the fort for you in our final Jags Drive Time before the summer break and I think everybody is looking forward to that break some are already on it as we mentioned but we're holding down the fort here on minicamp week and a lot of the rookies and second year players there's some of the injured veterans are here as well getting a little bit of extra playing time I guess during this week and that's kind of what Doug Peterson said he wanted to focus on right now the younger guys yes um it, it's mandatory for the people who have to be here right so to is, speak uh big news obviously Josh Allen's here uh Calvin Ridley's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalvin, I mean, <laughs> Dalvin. Uh, Chad Muma mm-hmm. and uh, Devin Cooker. So, uh, uh, Devin Lloyd. Uh, I'm still remember that name. Uh, some guys here who they feel like need that sort of time, need that reps. I think the linebackers are here for some recognition. Yeah. Just more time on task. Uh, but Doug said it best, and I know we're going to get to the spot. Uh when veterans show up for these voluntary things uh, and work the way they're supposed to, he's not going to force the issue and uh, keep them uh, three or four days more into the summer. So absolutely, we'll hear good from for him. I like the approach. I think so. It's treating them like adults. We'll hear from Doug right now. We'll go over the big things because the big thing, one, is it's summer break early for some of those veterans. The ones that did show up for OTAs and you know, showed that they were here ready to go. They got the week, these three days off because they've been here for the last couple of weeks. And Doug said it was really just, he saw a great turnout and he felt like they, giving them the extra three days wasn't too big of a deal. These three days, you know, where we can really focus on the young guys and uh, even some of the injured guys who can get another three days, you know, of, of, of treatment and rehab and just spending time with the young guys. But the vets have been doing an outstanding job. They've been here, they've been present. Uh, they've done everything that, that I've asked them to do and, and um, just felt it was, uh, you know, beneficial for them to get the extra three days. 
Big thing number two is Josh Allen. It's the first we've seen of him. He did not participate in OTAs. He was working out personally by himself. He was in constant contact with the coaching staff. So Doug Peterson said there's no ill will there at all. He was just excited to actually see Josh Allen back in the building. Listen, there's no bad blood or nothing like that. I mean, guys are entitled to, to you know, uh, the voluntary program. They can do what they, they want to do. And, and it's just good to get him back in this building and, and embrace him and, and uh, get him back with, uh, you know, his teammates this week. And big thing number three is the new digs because July 1st, the Miller Electric Center is going to open. So this mini camp is the last practices we will see of everybody out on the field here at TIAA Bank. And Doug, for one, is very excited to get into the new digs. A place that, that guys can really, I think, call home. Um, and even from the standpoint of the offseason where once the season ends, they don't have to go other places, right? We're, we're, we're still in Jacksonville, Florida. The weather's good in February, March, and April. And, and you know, guys want to stay here and, and use the building. John, we talked a lot about this, obviously, the last couple of weeks about, you know, whether Doug was going to cancel uh, minicamp and not make it mandatory for other people. Obviously, did it last year, so there was, you know, some precedent set there, and he ended up doing that. But as we kind of talked about, it's, you know, kind of treating them as adults, right? Mm -hmm. You show up for OTAs, you show you're ready to work. I don't need to force you to be here for the mandatory portion. Um, and it's not really punishing anybody else. It's more just... You know, I want to give extra time to the people that maybe are younger or are rehabbing or I haven't seen as opposed to people I've seen for the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, the angst and <laughs> teeth gnashing that this caused last year among fans uh, was off the charts. And I think the reason people stressed last year, Jaguars hadn't been good. And if you've never been to an OTA practice, I think you probably uh, – maybe don't quite understand what they are. I think it's a little more intense than it probably yeah, is. Yeah, they're fine, but these OTAs are all mental, and it's, well, not all mental. They're out there running around. But this time is to make sure what coaches want after OTAs and minicamp. They want to feel like the players are as ready as they can possibly be for when they walk back in the door. Mm -hmm in uh, training camp and that means two things that means mentally and it means physically at some point during OTAs a coaches get this anxious feeling of you know what I've gotten through this without getting guys hurt right how much more do I want to push my luck uh as a result paintball last week uh you know with rare exceptions get him out of here this week um look he played he knows how to approach this and very little that you do they're not going to win or lose a super bowl out here on, right now on uh, june 15th doug knows that get them prepared get them ready uh and uh, make sure they're ready when it really goes on and uh i guess uh, july 26th he said yesterday is when they'll put the you know get everybody pads. back in pads on yep but when they be on the field for the first time and i i love this approach because i think otas are overrated and I think deep down, Doug believes that, too. He definitely does. And I think a lot of it is just avoiding a surprise, right? You don't want anybody to come in on July 21st or whatever the actual report date is. I think 25th, you have to be here by that date. Um, doesn't want anybody coming in there looking completely out of shape, not ready to go. So I think it's a little bit of a precursor of, okay, these are guys are all, you know, we're going in the right way. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to go. So when we do come back for training camp, we will hit the ground running and be able to actually put some effort in, you know, put the pads on, figure out what's going to go on with this team this year. At least in my estimation, that's what it seems like. Um, so 
obviously I'm in, I encourage having some extra days off because why not get a little summer break in earlier? I know some people probably already had vacations planned. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not really extra days for us. No, I, it's not. I, I wish that Doug would put in a clause that you're a senior reporter. You'd get the you'd get the week off. I'm rookie, so I'd have to stay. That's probably true. You would probably be the one here. Yep. Um, look, it's it's uh, it's the right way to approach it. And the biggest thing to remember here: these guys are pros. Uh, skip OTAs and slack off during this time at your own peril. Right. And just because people aren't here doesn't mean they're slacking off. Uh, veterans at some point reach this point where they feel like they know how to prepare uh, themselves. So w- the Josh Allen issue that Doug sort of, I think, did a good job of nipping in the bud yesterday yeah. uh, was never really an issue at all. Veterans of that status, of that time in the league, uh, they know how to prepare, and they know what they need uh, to do to get ready. I had zero problem with Josh not being here. I, I um I think over time, as players get more comfortable in the offense and defense, I think you'll see more guys that do what Josh has done and not train away. Uh, the the players who can handle that, coaches have no problem with them doing that. And and that came across loud and clear. Obviously, Doug mentioned that off the top of the show that they were in touch with him. There was no issues. They were aware. He just wanted to see him this week, you know, because he hadn't seen him so far this off season. And as Josh Allen, we're gonna hear from him in a little bit coming up I, I think a lot of his focus was just you know as we mentioned OTAs is kind of you know not the most intense thing in the world and he really going into a contract year wanted to be in the best shape he can be in and, and be ready to start the season so we'll we'll hear from him in his own words why he chose to do that but obviously not a huge factor because he he came in ready to work he didn't look you know sloppy or out of shape or by any of means when we saw him yesterday so he certainly was putting in the work on his own time and then, as we did mention for minicamp, these are the last three practices we're going to see on the TIA Bank Field until the new place opens up. And I'm very excited for that as well, John. What do you expect for training camp when we finally get into the new building? Well, for the players and coaches, it's the first time that's been open to fans uh, since 2022. I mean, I'm sorry, 2021. As you get to my age, Kai, you lose track of it's years. It's okay. You know, you start it's been wishing a while. They weren't going yes. as fast. Um, <laughs> so it, it's going to be exciting for that. It's it's like anything. When you get a new house, you just moved into your new place. When yes. you move into a new place, it's exciting. It's fun. Uh, and I think Doug's right. Um, in terms of this new facility for them in the, in the long term, NFL teams, uh, you need NFL state-of-the-art facilities in this day and age. The facilities here, the stadium here, as everybody knows, is it, it's 30 years old. You can rehab it. You can retouch it all you want. It's still old. Um, this new place is state-of-the-art. It'll attract free agents. And the NFL is the number one sports league in America. If you're going to be in it, you need the facilities and you need the infrastructure, if you will, that reflects that. This new place will reflect that. This new stadium, when it happens, reflect that, too. This is about the Jaguars joining the rest of the pack. 
And I think that, you know, reminds me of a little bit of college athletics as well. You build the mm-hmm. facilities, they will come. People want to come to Jacksonville and play now, be part of the coaching staff, whatever it may be. And if you build these facilities, you build a new stadium, they're going to be even more incentivized to do that. Obviously, Doug jokes around a lot because his his office right now doesn't have a window. He's going to have a new window mm-hmm. and, and get to look out on the practice fields. But also just the ability for them to spread out a little bit because even what he said, I think they have 90 on the roster, right? 91 on the roster right mm-hmm. now. And just watching them practice in the stadium, they're kind of all on top of each other as well. It was a different um, – again, unfortunately for me, I was here in 95 when this place opened. Yeah. Uh, the NFL in 95 was a different league. You didn't have as many coaches. You didn't have as much infrastructure on this side of the building. When I'm pointing over here, I mean the business side. Uh, support staff was not as large. Um, when I joined the Colts in, in uh, 2001, they were only three or four years removed from being a very, very small staff, and it expanded like crazy. The Jaguar, it, every team in the league has expanded. Um the issue with this place, as at, as you're learning, when you're in a stadium, there's really no room to expand. So yeah, they've had have. to sort of expand on top of each other, if you will. It, it's not – the facility that they're in and this building are not 2023 NFL caliber. The facility they're going into is 2035 NFL caliber. It is. And that's, how, that's what you're supposed to do. Shot has done a good job in 10 years – of putting NFL caliber things around here, the scoreboards. He redid the training facility when he first got here. He, re- he redid this uh, locker room. That's all great, um, but at some point, you've got to build the foundation in the house. You can't just redo the rooms. This is going to be good for the fans, too, because they will be able to attend training camp this year, and there's new grandstands. We've got some shade. We have fans out there, so hopefully you're not completely overheating while the players are on the field. Um, so enjoyable for them as well. I'm sure they're excited. I believe July 26th might be the first day they're actually out on the field, so I'm not sure if fans are available that day, but you have to imagine that week they'll be able to get in there and see it for themselves. So very exciting times. Obviously, all the players are excited to get over there, but we're excited to kind of see what it looks like for training camp as well. So coming up, we're going to hear from Josh Allen, and he explains why he wasn't here for OTAs and why he's excited to be back now. Stay with us. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> It was just like that, you know. It was, you know, I really wanted to focus on myself, prioritize myself this all season. First couple weeks was definitely hard, man. Like, damn, I should be it. But, you know, once I got the, the words from, you know, I called my guys, I called the coaches. They understood where I was at and what I was doing. So, 
you know, once I got that, it was, you know, it's not, I, don't need, I don't need to worry about anything else after that. That's Josh Allen. We are seeing him here for minicamp, the mandatory three days, because he's was not here for OTAs. And, and by all accounts, everybody was on the same page with that. Doug Peterson was aware. Um, he was out practicing by himself, obviously, in the media. And sometimes people like to talk. You know, it's contract year. Maybe he's holding out. What's actually going on? But I don't think it was anything like that. I think he was just, because it was a contract year, maybe taking things a little more seriously, he needs to play well this year if he wants to get um, a lot of money when he signs a new deal. Yeah, um, this is not unusual for Josh. Josh did essentially the same thing last year. Went to Phoenix, stayed here as well, and sort of alternated his time between those two places. He didn't show up last year until the first day of OTAs. This year he took it a little further and, and stayed away for the three weeks of OTAs. He's a very motivated guy, and I'm, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but my impression from talking to him the last couple of years He's looking for answers, and he's trying to get – he's a really good player, in my opinion. Uh, he hasn't been great, and he feels like there's another level there. When Josh is away and he's working, those decisions are not about staying away from the team. No. He's trying to figure out a way to reach his potential. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with doing it here. There's also nothing wrong with looking somewhere else and trying to find it. Um, I think coaches would have had a problem if, if they had thought, well, he's just staying away because he doesn't want to come here and work hard. Mm-hmm. It's not that. He just wanted to work somewhere else. So um, it never really – the contract thing, uh, my thought, and I really talked to Josh about this, but in being around him, I don't know that he really wants to sign a contract yet because, I mean, if they came to him with a mega deal, sure, he'd sign it. But I, I'm not sure that he thinks in his mind – that he has maximized his potential yet. I think he thinks there's a lot more out there. Um, and I think he still feels like, hey, I can go earn the kind of contract that I want. That's still out there for him. So uh, there was that with the decision, but I never got the impression it was, well, I'm mad at the Jags, so I'm not coming in. That's really not who he is, and that's not his situation right now. He really does feel like, you know, just like a man on fire trying to get the best out of himself so he can get the most money out of this deal. Because obviously, if you go into a contract year and you completely show out, you're going to get mm-hmm. rewards from that, whether that's here or elsewhere on the open market. And I'm sure that's what his focus is. I don't think, at least from my interpretation of what he was talking about and, you know, how the coaching staff has been speaking to it, it really doesn't feel like it's an issue between them. It was just, hey, I can go a little more intense by myself, focus yeah. on myself in these three weeks, and then. When I actually get here, I'll be fully ready to go and be my best, you know, and work with his teammates. And he was, you know, he was chopping it up with everybody out there yesterday, talking to everybody. He's, he's certainly not having any issues with his teammates or he, the new guys. He's a fantastic locker room guy. You, you never doubt his will and his effort. And there's an ozone question coming up on him, so I won't burn out everything I'm going to say yeah. about Josh. But uh, um, he's trying to figure out how to get where he wants to go. Yes. And then we do want to hear from Doug quickly. He just talked about how he's excited to see Josh Allen and and kind of just see exactly what he's able to do out there and said he was honestly just happy to see him running around this week. I want to see that leadership, you know, this week and, you know, everything that he's he's shown last year and, and, you know, being a Jaguar now that that enthusiasm and that excitement to to be a part of, uh, you know, be a part of this football team. And Josh is already in here shouting out half the rookie squad. He's like, oh, I know Parker Washington. I know so-and-so. And, you know, all these guys that he's excited to work with. Um, so he's certainly showing that leadership, as you mentioned. He, he's great with everybody. But 
um, who's someone or not necessarily working with Josh, but who's someone that can kind of, you know, benefit from this time, obviously with some of the veterans gone, you get more reps for some of these guys that probably wouldn't may not get as many during training camp when everybody's here. Well, I think Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma are, are, uh, benefiting. Um, it was interesting that Ridley was here. Uh, you know, I, my sense with that was more, they had a plan. I mean, in Calvin Ridley, wide receiver. Yes. They had a plan at the very beginning of, of this to bring Ridley along the right way. Uh, my sense is they probably told him at the very beginning, look, we don't want you going a hundred percent every practice. Uh, so instead of going 100 percent every practice dial it down make sure we don't get hurt but we'll have some time at the end where you're also still here where we're going to make sure you're ready and with him with the injuries just making sure he's 100 percent healthy coming into camp i think that was maybe and and from what i could interpret from what doug was saying him having access to you know the rehab and and just having that for the next couple of days because he wasn't going anywhere. He's moved to Jacksonville. He lives mm-hmm. here now. And Doug said, you know, just having him to be able to, you know, rehab, work with our staff, just kind of make sure everything is right. All ducks are in a row so that when we hit training camp, because, I mean, as Calvin said himself, he needs to kind of be reined back in because he's ready to, you know, run through a brick wall at this point since he hasn't been able to play for so long. Yeah, it's all about having him ready when it matters. It's about having, having everybody ready when it matters. Mm-hmm. One final thought on Doug before we move on. Um Doug wants everybody here. It's always great when everybody's here. But he won a Super Bowl in Philly, and I haven't gone back, and I should at some point. Uh, I guarantee you not every veteran was at the OTAs the year they won the Super Bowl in Philly. No. He's been around. He has seen plenty of cases where guys aren't here during OTAs, aren't here during the offseason, and do fine during the regular season. Um, People get very uh, been out of shape this time of year for guys who – are and aren't here they were unbelievable out of shape when they canceled minicamp last year fans were very worried by september nobody's thinking about these stories and doug has the perspective to know that it's why look he's not even going to fake or hide any anger toward josh because there is none because he's seen this before and we should mention it's voluntary that's the whole point is it's optional you don't have to be here you have to be here this week if you know you weren't excused and and he is here and he's happy to be here and I also think now that you mentioned that about Doug as well just kind of springing to my own mind he was a backup quarterback his entire career Mm -hmm. he knows it's valuable to get eyes on some of these other people and give them a shot to kind of prove themselves and what they're able to do and hopefully this you know even just these three couple of days is able for some of the rookies second year guys injured guys whoever it is new to the team to maybe get some extra reps show what they can showcase what they can do without being clogged up with some of the other you know over um not over overdone but like some of the position groups that there's is a lot of talent in there maybe they aren't getting as many reps many viewers probably know where i'm going with this you're new so you're here for the first time do tell edron james uh who i covered in indianapolis used to always famously say i didn't graduate from the university of miami but i went there long enough to know what voluntary means smart man (laughs) and i'm paraphrasing that but the point is it is voluntary yes and it's important for people to remember that it's voluntary for a reason. Uh, if you want to be here, it's fine. You want most people here, but you're going to have guys every year who aren't here, and it's okay. Absolutely. I think a lot of the young guys are taking advantage of the opportunity, and that's something that we should look for on the bright side of things. There's also a lot of non-rookies that are here, too. I think there's 30-plus non-rookie guys here that are just in town and decided to come in and practice as well. So not to say everybody jumped ship as soon as they could. Coming up, we're going to do the Ozone Mailbag and check in with John on some of the most asked questions that you sent him. So stay with us.
Ozone Mailbag. We're going to get your expertise, John. This is our last Ozone Mailbag before the break, um, and we will return, and a lot of things will be different with drive time, so we need to... I guess we're on couches and... uh, Apparently. We've been made promises about this new place as well, so... Off the hook, as they used to say. Oh, I love that. John Slang, this is wonderful. All right, let's start out with question one for you. Ryan from Jacksonville says, We know Coach Peterson did what we, what he did with Carson Wentz in year two. How much better can Trevor be than Wentz? Well, I, I've got this question a couple of times, and uh, I'm not sure we have to compare him to Carson Wentz. I mean, I, I think right now the sky's the limit for Trevor. Uh this has been sort of a year-long topic for Doug Peterson since he got here. All last year, he continually talked about how uh, the offense was going to be better. There was going to be a lot of room for growth, for growth with Trevor in the second year in this system. Um, I'm not sure we need to put any limits on how good he can be this year. Uh, I, I don't know if, if it's reasonable to think he can get to Mahomes' level. Uh, I think this is the year that you watch for signs that he can get into that group of uh, Josh Allen, of, uh, of uh, Joe Burrow, of Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think he's going to ascend to there at some point, uh, and I think this will be the year he makes the biggest jump toward that. Uh, Wentz was off the charts good in Philly for a lot of the reasons that this reader is moving toward, meaning a year in the system, everybody knows each other, he knows, the, he knows how to act in Peterson's system now. I think Trevor will benefit from that and then doubly benefit from the fact that he is an elite talent. It's hard to remember, but Carson Wentz did have that really great year and, mm-hmm. and, and was very, very talented. It's very different now, but he was he was certainly able to thrive there at that point but until he got injured. And I think with Trevor, he's just so talented, right? So the sky's the limit for him, and, and obviously working with Doug will help him get to that point, but I'm not going to put any limits on where he can go at this point. Yeah, the biggest thing with Trevor, and, and we've talked about it all offseason, um, he he, he hit high points last year where he was as good as any quarterback playing. His task this year is is to eliminate the inconsistency and be and be more consistent, hit those high points more. Uh, that, not coincidentally, is what is what you expect from a year two player in a system. A lot of the rough edges should be a lot smoother this year, which should have him looking more and more like uh, one of those top three or four guys. And when you get that consistency, seeing the team, how they play around somebody like that, mm-hmm. I'm sure when you're in Indianapolis, when you have Peyton Manning, you go out there, you know what you're getting. So you, you're like, oh, we got that. So we can do right. do our own thing. The way that the team adapts to that when you have a consistent, talented quarterback, is it's cool to watch it happen. So I think with a little bit of time, obviously still young, um, when he gets to that point, it's going to be really cool to see what. It defines the franchise. Absolutely, it does. Question two for you today is going to be JT from the Palm Coast. Do you see us getting the stadium that is rendered? Obviously, we've seen all those images. looks beautiful. Um, it seems like there has been some reluctance with the taxpayers so far. Well, um, first of all, I do think they will get or that the general concept that was introduced last week, I, I do think will get approved. Uh, and I think it will be, you know, in, in the same ballpark at, as what we've seen. When you build something, uh, there are changes along the way, and it's not going to be finished until 2028, I think, or 20, uh, 
2027 for 2028. So it's five years. Mm-hmm. So is, is it going to look exactly like the drawing? Probably not. But is, is it going to be state-of-the-art and, I would say, like a spaceship? Probably. Um, and as far as reluctance with the taxpayers, if you've studied these things, there's always reluctance with the taxpayers on things like this, meaning there, there is always going to be contentious discussion when you were talking about a professional sports and public money. Uh, it, it's the nature of the beast. There are going to be people who don't like it. There are going to be people who are for it. So, yeah, there's going to be reluctance from some taxpayers. Uh, I think I think city leaders and the people who see a vision for this town and for this team for the future will agree that, to paraphrase Mark Lamping, the Jaguars are good for Jacksonville and Jacksonville is good for the Jaguars. And in order to have that be the thing for the next 30, 35 years, this needs to happen. And I think city leaders realize that. As we mentioned, even with the Miller Electric Center, it's it's easy to get behind quickly with the NFL because mm-hmm. of the way things adapt. And, and there are only 32 NFL teams. If you want to have one of them, you need to adapt along with it. And as you mentioned, it's great. This is where they want to be. This is where they're choosing to develop. They want to develop around the stadium. Mm-hmm. There are plans in place. It's not just like, hey, let's put this giant stadium here and put nothing around it. They want to kind of develop it and turn downtown into something where people come even in the off season to you know hang out and do other activities there. It, it, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm, I'm from here, as most people know. I remember what it was before the Jaguars. I've seen downtown. I've worked downtown for the you know, last 12 years, uh, five years in the 90s. Uh, this is the chance for the city to transform downtown, and uh, I believe it'll happen, and I hope it'll happen. All those town halls are available as well. We have lists online. You guys can check it out if you want to go and hear a little bit more details about the plans, what exactly that is going to involve. So we'll keep you up to date on all of that stuff. Now, question three for you, John, is going to be Shanghai Stevie from Jacksonville. He says, Josh Allen, love him, but based on what I'm seeing or not seeing, he says, I'd bet he's not in the long-term plans. Do you have any insight on that, well, John? Well, I, I think that plays out this year. I mean, it, it's... it's uh, it's going to be a topic all year. He hasn't signed a long-term contract. They have a franchise tag available for him if they choose to use it after this season. He's going into free agency. Um, you know, I think both Josh and the team realize th- this decision will probably be made this year. It, if he has a monster year and it is an elite pass rusher, it's awfully hard not to try to re-sign him. If if he doesn't, I. I can see the Jaguars being in sort of a no-man's-land situation. And, I, and what I mean by that is I think Josh is the best defensive player they have. Uh, watching this team last year, the one guy on defense that you held your breath when he was down and maybe a little bit hurt is you didn't want to lose this guy. He hasn't been a huge sack guy, but if you don't have him, you lose a lot that you're looking to replace. So I don't know if, I don't know if he's in the long-term plans. Uh, I think it's a topic, and I think it plays out this year. And I usually have a gut. I don't really have a gut on Josh. I hope I th- he's here because I really like the guy. I think so, too, and I think they want him. I think if he has a monster year, it might be even harder to keep him just because sure. money-wise, I mean, if he you know goes out and shows out, he's going to want the highest dollar. And as we mentioned, we're getting into the years where – you're going to have to give Trevor a lot of money. You're going to have to give some of these other guys a lot of money. Is there enough money to go around at this point? Well, the it, it, I, I don't know. With uh, Trevor's contract, if they redo it next year, 
the cap number for the first couple of years probably won't be astronomical. So uh, because you structure it and then you kick a lot of money out, that's the way they did Mahomes. It's the way they do most of these big quarterbacks. The intriguing thing about Josh is um, if he were to hit, if he were to have hit free agency this year, he's probably the highest paid player on the market. Now, and some fans when they hear that can't grasp it, but if other teams are looking at him, they're looking at a guy who it, it is rarely hurt. He was hurt one year and missed half the season. Beyond that, he's always there. He always practices. He's very reliable, great locker room guy, physical specimen. He has some numbers, and he's very, very good, except his sack numbers aren't, aren't up there. He would be really highly paid. Uh, if he has huge sacks, he's going to be – he will – if he has a huge sack year and the Jaguars don't resign him, he, he will be one of the biggest free agents to hit the market in years. So it, it's an intriguing situation. We'll have to see how it plays out. We can play prognosticator, but we don't really know these things. So we'll, we'll try to figure it out for you. But at this point, we're just happy to see Josh Allen back in the building. He's happy to be back in the building, and we still got one more year at the very least. So we'll see what he's able to do production-wise this season. All right, stay with us. We'll give you a little bit of preview of what's going to go off uh, for the rest of the week and uh, the next couple of weeks as well. Summer. Move the freight, move the freight. Magellan Transport voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can apply online at www.magellanlogistics.com. So as we mentioned, it's mini camp week, not mandatory for everybody, but some of us are here. And there are two more days of practice for the rookies, second year players, injured veterans, anybody else that just wanted to show up and work out. Um, And then there's summer break. It really does feel like the last couple of days of school, at least for me. Yeah, it's... uh it's certainly our summer break, and uh, for the players, it's really. I think fans sometimes lose sight when these guys come back in in March. Uh, they're here, and they're not working full days, but working pretty hard. So this is sort of that last time they have until they start packing up the uh, the locker room after the season. So it's their summer break, and they're encouraged to get away and and. And be smart. Yes. As my coach always used to say in high school, don't be a statistic. Oh, I like that. Don't be <laughs> so. dumb. Be smart on vacation. Have some fun. Um, we're going to work on we're working on some cool stuff. We we went to Trayvon Walker's hometown a couple of weeks ago, so I think that story is going to come out. Um, John, you have a written piece of it. We did some video. Obviously, mm-hmm. talked to his family. It's so interesting to see where people are actually from originally, and kind of see how they've become who they are. And um, small town Georgia is where Trayvon is from, Thomaston. We were there for a couple of days and just kind of see how his community, um, they sure love them, some Trayvon Walker, that's for sure. Yeah, the the town has tremendous pride in him, and I think it goes both ways. And I, it's uh, it was interesting to talk to Trayvon. He, he's a quiet guy, as you know, Kai, but when he speaks, he has a lot to say. And I think people will enjoy uh, your piece that you did with him, and uh, I think they'll tolerate mine. Oh, so. <laughs> you're so harsh on yourself. John, I love it. All right. As always, we thank you for tuning in with us. We will be back um, closer to training camp. Uh, training camp kicks, kicks off. Report date is the 25th. Everybody has to be in here. 26th is the first day of practice. We'll be back with you. We'll have a lot of new changes, a lot of new stuff coming your way. So thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you soon.
Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Looking for a better solution to keep your firearms in high-performance condition? Visit RiptideArmory.com for the most advanced proprietary gun cleaning formula on the market. Right now, get up to $40 off any cleaning kit for a limited time on RiptideArmory.com and take advantage of this amazing deal today. Riptide's two-step cleaning kit offers state-of-the-art technology and guaranteed satisfaction. Riptide Armory is a veteran-founded business, and you can trust that all chemicals are American-made and quality-tested. Shop RiptideArmory.com.